Good evening. Welcome to All Details All of the Sports Podcast, episode 69. Welcome, David, for, for G Basketball Hoops Talk. What's that? I said good evening. Again. Yeah, no problem. So last week, Gonzaga had a two-game homestand. They faced an incarnate word, and then they played. Creighton, your thoughts on those two games? Two wins for the Zags. I thought the team played very well um, for both games. In the Creighton game, they started off slow uh, in the first half. Uh, their defense, for uh, their three-point defense, which has been a uh, <laughs> issue all season, uh, showed up in the first half of the Creighton game. Yep. Uh, the Incarnate Word uh, game, they really had no chance. <laughs> right. That was that was a mismatch from the opening tip. In the second half, though, of the Creighton game, they locked down, though, three-point oh, defense. Oh, absolutely. And that's pretty much how it's been for most of the most of the season is the first half they are playing uh, lackadaisical and allowing shooters to get open. And then the second half there, with the exception, <laughs> Florida game. Now, if they can just play first half a full game like that, be there be supposed to be being unbeatable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, the first game we're talking about the first game, Recarnate one hundred three sixty eight final score. There, um, your thoughts on the student section not showing up for that game, the Counter Club. I mean, it's it's a team that just became Division One. Season and a half ago, so it's it's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, just the games against Texas Southern and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, student turnout is not going to be as as large, right? Just because it's not a a a worthy opponent. I was just surprised because they always come, they always come to play against WCC teams. Always come every game they come out. So I wasn't, I wasn't sure why they wouldn't come out against this team. So. Well, there's there's a huge difference between conference games and then playing a team that's barely division one. Barely, I gotcha, I gotcha. Now, what do you think about the uh, um, Perkins shot in the corner with two seconds two seconds to go on the shot clock? He drained from the corner. Oh, it's beautiful. Perkins has been on fire from three for the majority of the season. And then he had two guys in his face too. Oh, absolutely. And when he's got that confidence going. He can hit any shot on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Chihu goes on a 25-5 run in the first half. Your thoughts on in eight minutes, your thoughts on that first that first half run there? It it was amazing. Uh, the team was playing well together. Uh, they weren't turning the ball over. They were uh, passing the ball around. Uh, they had 22 assists on 37 made baskets. <laughs> That's really they, good. That's really good. They they, they, yeah. they play good team ball for the whole game. Oh, yeah. Now, is this the best three point shooting team you've seen at Gonzaga, or or one of the top top? Three point oh, absolutely. Shooters? This this is definitely the best from top to bottom. Yeah. the best three point shooting team. Yeah, I mean, you got Perk, you got Kispert, you got um, Nelson. You have Tilly. Tilly. Uh, the occasional Williams three. <laughs> right. Um, when Wade can get in the game, he can hit it. Uh, Norvell's broken oh, yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll get to him in a few minutes here. Um, now, how good is GU's defense this season as, uh, to date as far as you can – as you're great for the season so far? I, I would give them a, a B yeah. uh, so far. Yeah. Uh, defense that we had last year – was so much better. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. It just it feels like this team lacks that that inside presence, which lo- losing Karnowski is a big big oh, part of it for sure. And Collins, but they they lack that inside presence, and they don't have the uh, the urgency that they did last year on the defensive end. Yep. Now thoughts on. The Corey Kispert lane, reverse lane, and then he had a three point in the corner as well. Your thoughts on those on that sequence there by Corey Kispert? Kispert's my favorite. Yep, he's he's gonna be a great great player for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a shame that uh, Nelson threw him such a bad alley-oop that he had to get injured. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it seems the Zags in that game against against Incarnate in the first half were settling for 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 um, for threes and missing the shots. I think they're relying on too much. Oh, absolutely. I and mean, then it's been this way the whole whole year is that they're settling for the outside jump shot. Um, I don't think they've had a game where they've shot less than twenty threes. I think they've shot more than 23s each and every game this wow, season. that's quite a bit. Yeah, and especially with this game, they shot uh, – where'd it go? They shot 28 three-pointers, making 12 of them, which when they start making those early three-pointers, yep. that's all goes out. They they forget to get the ball inside. Yeah. And Williams is rather than battling down low, he's staying outside and shooting three pointers. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Now we talked about that just a moment ago, but how big a blow was it to lose Corey Kispert on that little uh, the lob there? Um, that's it's it's big big thing because this is uh, games against. Uh, Creighton, things like that. Those are games that he needs to have that experience. Yep. When coming in, and uh, uh, especially uh, tonight, which we won't talk right. about this week, but he's the type of player that we need for for teams that we play like this that have athletic wings. Yep. He's he isn't he is he close he's close come back though. Should, should he come back for a dub game or maybe the game next week possibly? I doubt he'll come back for the UW game. Okay. Um, there's no need to push it. Right. Uh, UW hasn't proven that they are they're, on our level. They're garbage. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, how good is Perkins attacking the rim this season and finishing? He's he's doing a great job um, when he does attack the rim, but he's having uh, he's getting to the point where he's fallen in love with the three point shot. Mm-hmm. Well, too much. And, avoiding driving to the basket, which against Incarnate Word, he did a great job. He was uh, six for six from the field, including four from fourth and three-point range. Yep. Yep. And uh, halftime, Zags are up by uh, 23 points. Perkins had 13 in the first half. That was in the first half there in the game. It was a solid first half. Um, one of the better first halves that we've had all season from uh, start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, now, the Norville Tilly alley-oop jam, your thoughts on that play? It was beautiful. <laughs> Whenever Tilly's involved, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's something special, um, Tilly. Now, another run. Uh, we've got another 23-2 run this time. Uh, start second half. You're awesome that run there, second half there. Those. Those are runs that Gonzaga has to be on when you play teams like this. Right. There's no excuse to let up, and the, it should. I'm surprised that they allowed them to score 68 points because this team wasn't that good, with the exception of a couple of players. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, how good is a jump? The jump hook of J3 this season. It's been off and on. Yeah. Um, the Texas game, and I, 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 that was probably a lot to do with uh, fatigue, but he had a hard time getting it over the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been instances in the first parts of the game where he's had trouble getting the ball over the front of the rim, um, and he's not, uh, especially in the Creighton game, he wasn't fighting for position down low. He was settling uh, on a 15-footer, and then trying to jump hook it from there, or he wasn't he wasn't battling down though. Yeah, absolutely. Now Larson had a few minutes in this game, at least. Um, he had the tip jam though. Thoughts on that play there by Larson? Absolutely. Larson needs to get more minutes. Yeah, he he really does. And the twenty one minutes that he got this game, yeah, I could see him getting anywhere from seventeen to twenty minutes mm-hmm. uh, every game, and he would put out the same kind of efficiency that he did today, or against uh, Incarnate Word. Yeah. 5-10, uh, 
uh, shooting the ball, 14 points. He had eight rebounds, three assists. And I've seen every game from Carnet to Creighton to Villanova tonight. He's got more and more. He's he's got more and more time over over the last couple of games, at least. So that's good. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. He does need to get uh, more time, but even even today, yep. Uh, he he got twenty four minutes. Yep. Which was it was amazing. He got ten points on four or five shooting, five boards. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch the game, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if most of it was in uh, junk time. Well, it was because GW was in foul trouble. The, and the that's, whole game. That's going to happen all all season. Yeah, J three uh, has has issues with fouling, mm-hmm. um, just like Collins did last year. He had four fouls in the first couple minutes or so, so he had a, a rough go at it tonight. Yeah, and and that's really the only time that Larson, except playing uh, playing in blowouts and things like that, that's really the only time that Larson's going to get the big minutes is when yeah, Jay is in foul trouble constantly. Absolutely, we'll talk about that one next week actually, but absolutely. Um, now, Jeremy Jones, his attempt at the sky jam um, attempt there. <laughs> Jeremy's exciting. I yeah. I like watching. Jeremy yeah, me too, play. man. He's uh he's great on the defensive end. Yeah, uh, he's a work in progress on the offensive end, mm-hmm. but he can be that that wing defender uh, off the bench that we can use. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. I like I like his game. He's he's a, oh absolutely. He's energetic. He he's a he's a scrapper too. He's like a yeah. pentagraph kind of kind of guy, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And more athletic. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, Nick, I have a follow. I have a two-part thing here. First, first part is Jesse Wade at three. Had three Jesse Wade at three points, but he has some nice dishes also. Though, your thoughts on his limited action he had against the Incarnate Word? He's still trying to get himself in into playing shape after missing a lot of time with the with the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we need him to come on because. We can't have Perkins playing thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, thirty-eight minutes a game. Yeah, he'll wear down before we even get to the tournament. Right. Follow up with that is Matt Green wants to know: um, Do you think Mark Fuel will let him play more um, in the, down the stretch here, Jesse Wade? I honestly don't think so. Um, Few has proved through the through the years that when it comes down to uh, later in the season, mm-hmm. he shrinks his rotation. Yep. And I can honestly see us playing seven, maybe eight deep. Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to leave Wade out. Yeah. It'll leave Jones out. Uh, it's going to leave Larson out most of the time. But it's down the stretch. Uh, it's going to be Williams, Tilly, Kispert, Melson, Perk, Hachimura, and uh, Norvell. Yeah. That's going to be the rotation. The core rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that being said, though, wouldn't, do you think that if you should have just registered him the whole time this year, if he was going to play, play that much at all? Few needs to let loose during these these. Uh, these early conference games and things like that, because there's going to come, there's going to become a time that we're going to need Wade. We're going to need Jeremy Jones. Mm -hmm. We're going to need Larson and they need to get that experience so that we're not forced to deploy them uh, in emergency situations in the tournament without them having the, the playing time and the experience. Exactly. Um, now, thoughts on Rui had Rui had eighteen points, um, and, and that's expected against these lesser opponents, um, right? He's he's still looking looking lost against uh, bigger bigger and big time opponents, um, and I know we'll we'll talk about uh, Villanova next week, but he just he looks lost on the court yeah. again. Uh, higher uh, level competition. 
Yep. And then Zach, Zach Novella, 17 points, and also Perkins, 16 points, six for six in the field. Any thoughts on those yeah. two guys? Um, I, it's nice to see Norvell get a stroke. Um, he had a great stroke uh, in this game against Incarnate Word. Yep. And, and uh, in the great game, uh, rough to start and finished on fire. Oh, yeah. And, and Norvell is going to be one of those streaky shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when he takes the ball to the basket, though. Um, he's he's a yeah. gifted finisher. Yeah, he is. He's he's upper body strength is very controlled as well. Oh, absolutely. Now is that is that just like conditioning, or is that is that God given God given strength for for that? Oh, that that's 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 God given talent. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, also I have for this game here is actually actually an off topic actually from this game. Um, what would you change to college basketball to, to the college game? A couple things you might think to change if that's something to improve the game. College, I would uh, I would make it more like the the NBA mm-hmm. um, as far as uh, the structure, the uh, just the whole play style, um, just because. Uh, it would make the 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 jump from college to NBA more smooth. Yeah. Um, going from five to six fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Going yeah. from a forty minute game to a forty eight minute forty minute to forty eight minutes, mm-hmm. putting the three point line back where it should be. Now, don't the girls do that in the the girls do that tent. They do four minute. They do four minute. Absolutely, they do four ten minute quarters. Oh, it's four ten still. So it's forty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So it's forty minutes. Then I wasn't sure. Okay. And I and I think it would speed up the game a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the game as it is now, you have the sixteen, you have the twelve, you have the eight, you have the four minute timeouts. Plus, yeah, when each team calls timeouts. Mm-hmm. Becomes a longer, longer game. Would you cut out a couple of those media timeouts then? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I would cut it out. Like altogether, or just? I would cut out the. Uh, I would cut out the sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, just because having it have the first media timeout at twelve minutes. Yeah. Um, would would make the game because you get into the first couple of minutes of game and. If you're on a roll, that first media timeout takes you out of it. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, I agree with you on the foul situation, the foul thing. Though. I think they should get six. I mean, five's just sometimes the refs in college basketball are not great, so you should get like one extra foul, one extra foul to you know make up for it. Oh, absolutely. Now, final thoughts on the incarnate game, and then we'll go on to creating after that. Honestly, that's the way we should play against that type of competition mm-hmm. um, looking at these games against Pacific and things in the past where we let it stay too close right teams like this we should be blowing out by 30 and 40 points yeah there's there's no reason why we shouldn't I, I look at what Duke did today against St. Francis and I, did, I think, didn't see but I'm sure they blew them out pretty good oh absolutely they had they had 70 points by halftime oh wow yeah, so it's against teams like this, we need to put our foot on the gas and keep it yep. throughout the whole game. And they did that for sure. Now, Gonzaga, huge matchup, ESPN. Um, against Creighton 25, Creighton 25, they won by 17 points. Your thoughts on the Creighton um, game overall there? Uh, first half was slow as far as uh, – uh, getting off to a good start and things like that played catch up for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't like being down by eight at halftime. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't stop foster. Yeah. Um, we couldn't, uh, crample. We couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kyrie Thomas. Like as good, man. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he was just, they were just eating us alive. Yeah. Um, Foster was getting any shot that he wanted in that first half. Mm-hmm. I think he ended up uh, with 13 points or 14 points in that first half. Yeah. He was he was killing us. Sure was. 
but uh, we we allowed them to shoot forty eight percent from the three point line. That's so yeah. That's that's not a recipe for success. No, especially is. when we start playing uh, higher competition teams, better teams. Because Creighton Creighton's going to be anywhere from that uh, that twenty six to thirty two range in terms of top teams, right? Uh, when we start playing, uh, and especially against St. Mary's, because of how good St. Mary's is shooting in three, mm-hmm. we can't have defensive lapses like this. No, because they will they will eat. Yeah. I agree. Now, would you agree with me that Sean Farnham is one of the best college guys out there on analysts? Oh, absolutely. Farnham and uh, Billis. Yeah. They are my two favorites yep. to listen to. Yep. Um, commentators, I'll just mute the TV. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, when Farnham's doing the game, Billis is doing the game, uh, it's it's just magic. He knows his shit, man. Like he's he knows his crap. He's he does his work. Oh, absolutely. He's very he's very unbiased too. Like he'll give you whatever straight up, mm-hmm. straight up on the on the game. So yeah, I like I like him a lot. Now, your thoughts on um, the Zags? A very very slow start in that first half there against Creighton, uh, and 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 we. We kept shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Most of them weren't falling in that first half. Yep. Again, when when it gets to be that point, we need to pound it inside. Uh, Perkins was uh, not very aggressive uh, for the game. He only took two shots from the field. Um, did have seven free throws that he took, but only two shots from the field, both of them from three-point range. So not much driving. Um, it's he needs to be aggressive over and over. Yeah. Once he is aggressive driving the ball, Mm -hmm. that confidence, then we can get it from the outside. We need to play inside out Mm -hmm. um, because that's going to be our strength. Once we pound the ball inside with J3 and with Tilly, Mm because Tilly, a lot of great post moves. Yeah. Um, when we pound it inside with them, it opens it up for Melson, for Perkins, for Norvell, um, for Kispert. And shots become more easy for us mm-hmm. as opposed to forcing the three-point shots off of isolation drives, uh, basically trying to ISO their man and then take a three or pass at the last second when we run down the clock and then shoot a, a rushed three-pointer. Yes, um, exactly. Now, um, would you agree that Larson came in and brought some good energy off the bench there? In that game? Absolutely, and I, I'm, again, I'm upset. Larson only got nine minutes in this game. Yep. And he needs to be playing more. Mm-hmm. He needs to be playing in that 17 to 20 minute. Um, because, again, we had J3 with 33 minutes. Tilly yeah. with 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's We need to keep them down around 30. Yep. So that they're not exhausted and uh, worn down and fatigued when we get to the later WCC portion of the schedule. The, uh, the WCC tournament and then early tournament play. Yeah, you like to see our guys get some fresh, some some rest, get some, get get you know, get fresh for the uh, tournament in March. And it, and it's not like Clarkson can't play with these guys. No, yeah, he's uh, playing well. He just few just doesn't trust freshmen, freshmen, and and, yeah. uh, uh, and newbies as far as because when you look at the the starting lineup, mm-hmm. it's uh, J3 senior, Melson senior, Perkins redshirt junior. Tilly's a sophomore, but he was there last year and, and yeah. proved why he deserves the big minutes. Mm-hmm. Larson has that potential that Tilly Tilly has, right? But 
few doesn't get him in the game enough to unleash it because when when Larson's on the on the floor, yeah, he gets those rebounds. Mm-hmm. There's when when that ball is anywhere near him, yeah, he finds it. Absolutely, there's just there's no there's no stopping him on the boards. Yeah, and he's a gifted passer. Oh, yeah. So when we start playing inside out, mm-hmm. he's able to find the wide open man. Yes, I, I agree with that. Now, how bizarre was this play? Nelson down the down the court, um, whistle blows, and Perkins yeah. costs a three-point shot there. Yes, I was so upset that the yeah. ref called the whistle because there was absolutely no need for it because he wasn't even out, wasn't close to being out. Yep. And it, it ruined Perkins getting on a uh, <laughs> getting on a hot streak. Or scoring at all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, that's that's literally only shot he made. They stop that. That three pointer goes down. Yep. Perkins gets that confidence. The ball keeps rolling. True. Instead of all right, now we gotta go take it in half court offense. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that we have a high percentage with is our uh, our half court offense. We are right. better when we can get out in transition and force the issue. Yes, absolutely. Now, Salas Nelson had a nice finish at the, at the rim and the and one. Your thoughts on his body control at the rim? This is the Nelson that I expected to see for the season. Um, not the Nelson that we saw in Portland. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the type of player that he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs to do more of it. Yeah. Any your thoughts on his body control on the rim there? His, it's just like with Norvell. They're gifted finishers. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson, Nelson's a very strong, uh, has a very strong upper body, and he can take that contact uh, just like Kispert. Kispert can take that contact, and it's not going to affect the shot at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, would you agree that Creighton – Flops more than Vladi and LeBron combined. <laughs> no, nobody flops more than Vladi does. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a little offended that you included LeBron in it. Well, he 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 does flop quite a bit. There, nobody flops as much as Vladi or Armanu Ginobili. True, <laughs> Ginobili is the king of flopping. Right. But it seemed like the, the Creighton was just flopping all night long, trying to get fouls all night and, long. And when you're playing against a bigger team and a, and a more physical team, yeah, times that's what you need to do to get yeah. calls to go your way. That's true, I guess. And yeah, that's true. Now, first half, 44-37 at halftime, and Salas has 16 and a half. Your thoughts on the first half there? Silas was the only reason that we were in the game. Yeah. Um, he, he was, he was just killing it. Um, thankfully, uh, Tilly and Norvell picked it up in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Um, because with, without, without Melson in that, in that first half, yep. the deficit, deficit could have been a lot bigger and it could have been to the point where we couldn't make up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Now, the first play, of the first play, of the second half for the Zags, it was alley oop from si- Silas Melson to J three. Your thoughts Hello? on that opening opening play there? All right, I can hear you. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just saying, um, opening opening half there, second half, the first play, um, Melson to J three and the alley oop. Oh yeah, it was it was beautiful. Um, it was a lot better of an alley oop through than. To Kispert, yeah, um, for sure. And honestly, we can use that type of action mm-hmm. um, more often, yeah. Uh, especially when uh, Perkins or Melson, whoever has got the hot hand from outside, yeah, they can get that type of action um, because the defense is going to be focused on them. So you just set the little back screen and then have them roll to the basket. Mm-hmm. And that alley oop would be there. Yes, 
for sure. Now, I'm talking about this early in the podcast, but um, just talk about how good is a driver of Zach um, Norvell's drive game. Oh, Norvell is a is a very gifted finisher and driver. Um, it's when he's not hitting out hitting from the outside like he was in the first half. Mm-hmm. He needs to be taking it to the basket, right? Because he just needs to see that ball drop a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then he can find a stroke from the outside. I think at one point um, he was four four of five from three mm-hmm. half. Yeah. So when when it's when it's raining it's it's pouring <laughs> comes down. Yeah. Grab your umbrellas, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Sacks in town. Now um now a couple things here. Um how good of a shot blocker is Tilly and all Tilly and also does his white ball experience help him um block shots also like that? Absolutely. Uh, that volleyball skill is definitely gonna help him with the block shots. Mm-hmm. He's He's very good at uh, at keeping ball in play. Yeah, um, he had three blocks um, in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, um, thinking speaking of the Zags here, um, they went on eight eighteen to two run to take a nine point lead in that second half. Your thoughts on that run there? Huge, huge run there against Creighton. Absolutely, between Tilly and Norvell, that was. That's what sparked it. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed it, and just like I was texting you, um, yeah. Rui again against better competition looks mm-hmm. lost. Yeah, he uh, he he does a great job of crashing the boards, but mm-hmm. on the offensive end, he just looks uh, he looks overmatched. Yeah, he, he he looked lost tonight too against Nova tonight as well. He looked pretty lost out there too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I haven't watched the whole game. I've almost finished it, but not. All, but yeah, from what I've seen so far, it's not really looking good for him right now. But um, and it's, it, it's going to come with, with experience. Um, yeah, he needs to be better uh, playing as a as a team mm-hmm. um, versus in the uh, the under eight or the uh, under twenty, right? Uh, where he was literally their their main score yep yep now do you think he'll improve um going against byu and um usf and st mary's this season we can, we can only hope yeah okay i hope so I yeah think. we can only hope because there's no way to know um because he's he's been up and down mm-hmm. um the game against incarnate word right looked amazing yep in again. texas Yep, in the game against Creighton, yep, he he looks overmatched, and and that Texas team they're more of a top, they're a forty a forty to fifty top team mm-hmm. uh, versus a twenty five to thirty two. Right, right, the, a big jump, and yeah, absolutely. Now, um, <laughs> how nasty is Tilly? Um... That poster he he put on, my goodness! Oh yeah, I I I sent you that. I sent yeah. you the message <laughs> when, when that happened. Right, it was amazing. <laughs> um, he he came out of nowhere. He just like incoming and just threw it down. Oh, absolutely! The, vengeance. The the guy thought about jumping up, and he's like, "No, nah, <laughs> I'm just gonna stand here." <laughs> I left my ass off, and they showed like ten times. Seriously, oh, you yeah. can just. Over and over and over and over again. It's yeah. fantastic. Now the Creighton guy was just like, "Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I'm good. I'm good here. I'm good." Um, now Zach Norvell, twenty-one points and four three thoughts on his second half there. Mostly, actually, the the second half was awesome. Yeah. Um, it, that's really uh, what the the comeback um, between him. And- and uh, Tilly, that half, yeah, it, it definitely helped out. J uh, three picked it up more in that second half. Um, Perkins again was very, uh, very non-aggressive. He was, he was more apt at running the offense mm-hmm. with. 
and not uh, scoring, forcing the not forcing the subject. Right. Which in the first half he ha- he should have pushed it, especially with us down. He should mm-hmm. have pushed the envelope more. Yep. But one thing that we're gonna have to deal with a lot this season is uh, turnovers. Oh yeah. Five turnovers from Perkins, four turnovers from J three. And that's one thing that's got to clear up is the turnovers from uh, J3. Mm-hmm. Perkins is going to um, just because of the, the offense that we run and the style that he is. Yep. But there's no reason that J3 should get in these traveling calls. Or... He had five tonight, five turnovers tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not good. No, no, not at all. Now, your thoughts on um, the Zags outscoring Creighton in the second half? 54 to 30 second half there. 24 points. That should have been the, the entire game. Is the yeah. same the same kind of uh, output? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the type of team that we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, that second half team, that's the type of team that we need to be for the whole game. Yep. Absolutely. Now, your thoughts on uh, Tilly, 22 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three blocks, and Silas Melson, tw- career high, 21 points for Silas Melson. Yeah, they both had very, very good games. Um, and we need to have them have those types of games more often for us mm-hmm. to be a top-tier team. Right. Um, as it is right now, we're going to be a Sweet 16 team. Yeah. Just because we look overmatched against Villanova. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um so I can see a Sweet 16 appearance, depending on the draw. I can see us winning the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Going f- past the Elite Eight, I don't see at this point. So you're, so you're saying at this point, the ceiling right now is the Elite Eight. At this point, is the ceiling of this team at, at, at this time. Yeah, um, just looking against uh, uh, that that second half against Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked and and that and for we blew the I think it was what seven points we had the lead at halftime against Florida. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then we just we couldn't close it. Um, we looked overmatched in the second overtime. Yep, looked overmatched for the whole Villanova game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I would say, um, we wouldn't even have a shot. Uh, we wouldn't even be in the room with Duke right now. Oh yeah, for sure. They're... Duke Duke would run us out of the gym. Yeah, if you you, you know we, we lost tonight, you, you probably know that already. But um, against Villanova, they are really good, really. Oh, good. absolutely. They overmatched um, us. We had we came within five points at one point, and they just with sixteen points in the game. They scored in bunches, you know. Yeah, Jalen Brunson is is a great guard. Um, yeah. Bridges is a very talented freshman. He went off tonight. Oh, absolutely. Um, he had the dunk over uh, yeah. three zags. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was, we'll talk about it next it, week, but yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty nasty. Yeah. They're, they're good, yeah, man. It, yeah. It, they're, yeah. And that's, that's why I'm saying our ceiling right now is the lead eight. Yeah. Um, and that, that's depending on what draw we get. Right. It's on the matchup. Exactly. Um, because if we draw, uh, a team that's, shooting lights out from three point mm-hmm. we can get knocked out just like that right exactly um, just because our perimeter defense isn't, like, isn't great no not at all yep and then i'm gonna ask you this a couple of things before i let you go um what does it say about the zags that perk saw perk has an off game no kisper and still throttled 25 uh creighton it's it's because of Norvell stepping up and uh, Melson. Yeah. If Melson doesn't have that type of game, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, we we wouldn't have been able to overcome it. Yeah. Because Creighton was Creighton was hitting shots from all over. They were getting any type of offense that they wanted. Um, if it, if it wasn't for Melson's shooting that first half, yep, it would have been a long night. Absolutely. Now, so I have to ask you here, final thoughts on the game, and then also pre- uh, preview, um, we'll talk about Villanova as a team, and then UW, and then North Dakota. 
the the Creighton game again. The second half is the team that we can be, mm-hmm. and that's the type of team that if we are, we can get to the Elite Eight. Yeah, um, the team in the first half, we may get upset the first weekend. Right. So it's it's just it's a Jekyll and Hyde type of team right now. Yeah. Um, we need to put together. Uh, full games versus just halves. Right. And we need to string together these games. Yeah. Especially with conference play coming up. Mm-hmm. We we need it. Absolutely. And then talk, talk about Villanova, UW, and North Dakota, if you can. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch the Villanova game yet. But just, as far as their team, as far as their team. Their, their team is amazing. Yeah. Villanova is one of the best teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, very worthy of their uh, number four ranking. Yeah. Um, UW is not good. Uh, they're they're six and two. Yeah. So far this season, but the teams that they've played, they've played Omaha. Mm-hmm. They've played Kennesaw State, <laughs> UC Davis, Seattle University. Oh Jesus Christ. And Eastern. Those are their wins. They play tomorrow against Kansas tomorrow night. Yeah. Kansas is going to wipe the floor with them. Is that that's over in that, Kansas yeah, City? That's, isn't that's, it? that's in uh, um, Kansas City. No, they don't play in Kansas City. Oh, they, don't. they play in, uh, well, yeah, Kansas City is the game, but uh, Kansas plays out of uh, Lawrence. Oh, I know. I'm, I just, the game, I think the game's the only Yeah, it's the Sprint Center. Right, right. But uh, no, Kansas is going to wipe the floor with them. Yep. Um, and the other, and the two two games that UW's lost were against Power Five teams. They lost to Providence, and they lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Well, well, those aren't even even top tier Power Five teams. Either. No, not even. And the just the teams that UW has beat have been terrible. Yeah. And then, do you know of any? Do you know of anything about North Dakota coming up on next Saturday? Um, yeah, this is the same North Dakota team that uh, uh, I believe we played uh, the, first first game, the round of sixty four. I thought so. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. And they were tough too. Absolutely, they were a good three point shooting team. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they still. I don't think they have the. Uh, uh, Oh, I think it, he was a forward last year, one that uh, kept scoring all the points against us. Oh, right, yeah. I think yeah. he was senior last year. Yeah, let me uh, let me see. Yeah. Oops, they played great in two this year, and yep, they lost. Did. They lost by a lot. Um. Yeah, see. they they did, and they. Uh, they played Utah Valley, lost to them. Uh, they played, yeah. they lost to them. They beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, which is normally a tournament team. Yeah, and then they lost three point, uh, lost by three to Hawaii. And that's not good. Um, I did check that guy is off the. He's not playing. He's he's not with them anymore. The guy they had last year. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's gone. But um. Yeah, so it should be a fun three game, or I guess two games now um, to watch, and then to finish up uh, out of conference play, um, you got IUPUI, IUPUI, and then San Diego State. Yeah, those are good games. I mean, IUPUI, that, I mean, that, they aren't good, but you know. no, the San Diego State's going to be our last uh, true test non conference opponent, right? Um, because they they have the ability to. Uh, to make some noise in the in the Mountain West. Yeah, are the are the favorites to win it this year? I believe so. Um, I could be wrong though, yeah. but so far from what I've seen, they've looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Georgia. Uh, they did lose to WSU, but WSU is playing great this year so far. Yeah, and they lost UC Davis so by seventeen. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, but, but other than that, they've been they've been pretty solid, pretty good. Yeah. Now, before you go, um, we know Gonzaga, St. Mary's are the top two teams in the conference, but other teams might pop out 
um, as a sleeper team to look at to look for to contend for that top uh, three? Uh, San Francisco, USF. Yeah, San Francisco is going to be a, a strong team this year mm-hmm. um, with no Emery and no uh, Mika. Yep. Um, I can see San Francisco overtaking them. Yeah. For that third, that third spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's something that people aren't talking about a lot this this season is the loss of uh, Mika. The NBA it is a huge, yeah. huge hit. And yeah. I honestly, I I don't think Mika made it into the NBA. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. I don't think I saw him in the NBA, on a roster. I don't think no. Um, he he declared for the NBA, which he shouldn't have. Yeah, because they're the the hype for him wasn't there like it was for Lando. Yeah. Um, but uh, if 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 Mika was still with BYU, yep. honestly, I think BYU would take that second spot. Oh yeah, he's actually just checked. He's actually playing over in Italy right now. Yeah, which is what I figured. Um. He's playing overseas like Karnowski is. Yeah. And uh, Nigel. Yeah, and Nigel's playing well over there. Oh, absolutely. And he's, again, he's more suited for the European game, just like Karnowski is because oh, yeah. NBA, he, uh, they're they not, uh, they, don't pa- they don't pass in the NBA. They're not athletic enough to, uh, to play in the NBA these days. Right. Um, because the, the people that the, the, the NBA is putting out these days are just athletic freaks. Yeah. And plus, NBA, they don't even pass the NBA down low anyway, in the post anyway, any, anymore. It depends, on, it depends on the team that you watch. True. But the NBA is, uh, is uh, moving more to a running gun. Positionless basketball. Oh, um, yeah. Because you have Demarcus Cousins who can pound inside. Yeah. And then uh, also spot up and hit the open pointer. Yeah. You have Anthony Davis that can do that. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, Christoph oh. Porzingis. Mm-hmm. The this is the the way that the NBA is going. Right. And that's that's why you see some of the uh, some of that- the top recruits that are coming in. Bagley uh, at Duke. Yep, Bagley. Um, Sharif O'Neal. I'm not familiar with who, who, who. Who's that? I'm not sure. That either. would be that. That would be Shaq's son. Where was he? Where was he playing at? Um, he's in uh, high school right now. Oh, high um, school. Okay. He committed to Arizona State, I believe. Sun Devils. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but you also have Bull Bull, mm-hmm. which is yep. uh, Manute Bull's son. Went to, went to Oregon. Yep. But these these uh, these players are uh, six nine to uh, bull bull. I think is almost seven foot. Right. But they have the handles of a point guard. They right. have the shooting of a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. But they have the size. So that's scary. Becoming, yeah, they're becoming these uh, uh, these. Uh, uh, the, it's becoming a more posi- uh, positionless basketball, and right, right. Uh, with uh, oh, and uh, Sharif uh, committed to Arizona, but made oh. decommit uh, because of what happened. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't seen his video, I have not. Go watch it. Okay. Um, he has he has moves. Um, same with if you haven't watched uh, the video for Bull Bull. I've seen Bull. In between his legs dunk, I saw it last week, I think, or so. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he's seven foot two. And yeah. He's, uh, I think he's 17 years old. Who Bull is? Yeah. So next is a senior this year or a junior? Yeah, he's a senior this senior. year. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll be in, in Oregon next year. And did you say that, that um, Neil's going to decommit? Uh, he's looking at it. Okay. Um, this this article is back in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he is looking. Uh, it is possible because uh, of, of the won. FBI situation down there. Yep. Um, and he may join Kentucky. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> God damn. The rich get richer. Yeah. 
I know G was on him for a while, and then you know, but uh, didn't work out too well for the Zags. But no, and and we aren't at the level to compete with the Dukes, the Arizonas, right? The Kentuckys, the North mm-hmm. Carolinas. We aren't at their level yet. Yeah, and we need <clears throat> Elite Eight and Final Four finishes mm-hmm. to get up to that point. But otherwise, we're going to keep losing out on these on these. Uh, when it done, four star, five star recruits. Yeah, typically guns it doesn't go after one and done player that much. You know they don't try to go after those guys anyway. Um, and honestly, I'm I'm surprised that uh, um, I'm spacing on his name, but the guy that uh, went from Duke to Arizona. Uh, hmm. Um, he was uh, teammates with. Uh, uh, Zach Collins in high school. Oh, um, is he is he playing now? Uh, no, he's he's redshirting this year um, because he uh, uh, transferred. He didn't have the uh, he uh, he didn't have the uh, the eligibility to be able to uh, to to start right away. Um, what is his name? Uh, Chase Jeter. Chase Jeter. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he went from Duke to Arizona, you said? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's honestly someone that, because uh, we, we were trying to get him. Yeah, we were. Um, and honestly, after having Collins, yeah. figured it would be a easy switch. Right. Especially because he's uh, a talented forward. And mm-hmm. we were going to be thin in the front court, right? Um, but again, we don't have the the resources to compete with Arizona and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think one day we'll we'll be in that in that lingo. I think you know in that in that talk. Again, we have to we have to string together more elite eight, final fours. Yep. Because again, um, teams like. Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina and Arizona, they have the national championships and the final fours and the elite eights that, that we don't have. Right. Absolutely. It took, took, what, 17 years, eight years before we reached our first final four. Yep. Um, Duke and teams like that have been to multiple. Yeah. 10 years that you're four and have won also. Yeah, exactly. So we, we have a long ways to go. Oh yeah. But we, 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 we don't get, we still get some recruits of the four stars. Can you turn it to five star guys? Also. Right. And, and honestly, it was a shock that we got that Collins, we got Collins last year because hmm. nobody, nobody pegged them to go to us. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but with uh, uh, and before Collins, our our top recruit was Josh Perkins. Mm-hmm. So it's we're gonna get the the occasionals. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> you need to string together more uh, elite eights and final fours to get them on a more consistent basis. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you because there's there's nothing wrong with the one and duns. No, uh, honestly, there no. isn't because. Um, when we start attracting those one and dones, yep, is when we know that we've made it. And I saw Adam Silver on a radio show recently was talking that he's trying to get the one and done to be outlawed. In the- oh, absolutely! And I've I've said this. Um, I don't think that it should be three years like uh, college football. Yeah, but I do think two years um, because then we will. Because it's very rare that you get the the one and done that's ready for the NBA. Right. Um, so it'll make the NBA game better because the, the players are more polished. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you look at most of the first round, um, most of the, most of the first rounders aren't uh, contributing to their team. Yeah. I mean, my, here's my thoughts um, on this whole thing. So, if you want to go out of the NBA, I mean, out of high school, that's your prerogative. You can go to the NBA. But if you want to go to college, you have to stay for two years, and then that's it. You know, 
so on. Yeah, I don't I don't like the prospects that that come straight out of high school mm-hmm. because honestly they're it's very it's far and few between that they are ready for the NBA. Legitimate so water it yeah. waters it down. You don't get the Kobe Bryant's very often. You don't get the Sean Kemp. Yeah. The uh LeBron Jameses. You get more of the Kwame Browns. <laughs> Ola Candy and yeah. Exactly. Which right. Ola and Ola Candy was a uh, he went to college. Did he? He yeah, he went to Pacific. I thought he didn't I thought he didn't go to college. Okay. Well he's just a bunch of Brady Trigger Ola Candy went to Pacific. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ola Candy. He was a bust, that's all I know. He's let's see here. Yeah, he went to the University of Pacific. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't good. <laughs> he was the number one pick, but yeah, he was he was nothing more than a role player, right? Which, again, that's that's he had career averages of eight point six boards and a block a game. Wow. Now, just one more thing. One thing I forgot to before we go here, um, NBA NBA wise. Um, who do you think is the biggest um, draft bust in the history of the NBA? Uh, Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown, for sure. Yeah, Kwame Brown would be my biggest draft bust. Not Sam uh, Bowie? No. No. Sam, Sam Bowie's doing was injury-related. Yeah. And he had the, the mishap of being drafted right before Michael Jordan. Right. But uh, Bowie, Bowie was a good player. He just he couldn't stay healthy, which... Mm-hmm. Up until this year, was the label for uh, uh, Embiid. Yeah, Joel. But Embiid yeah. has proven that he is a once in a lifetime player. Yeah. Um, and that that Seventy Sixers team is going to be special here in two three years. And I'm hearing that LeBron might want to go go there actually next year. Nope, not no. going to. Um, he's either staying in Cleveland, go to LA, or he's going to the Lakers. Okay, but he's he's not going to go to uh, Philly mm-hmm. because you have the exact same player already there, but he's twelve, thirteen years younger. Yeah, um, I don't know why to go to LA because you're playing against the the Warriors. You know, there's no chance you might not be able to go to the finals against the Warriors. You know, in the but West. the Lakers are going to have the draft room. Yeah. Um, and he will probably have the ability to play with his friends. That's oh, that's true. People, because, people come come to LA to form a Car- super team because Carmelo is going to be a free agent. True. Paul Chris George will Ball, be. Chris Chris Ball has the ability of waiving uh, his no trade. player option. Player option, okay. And uh, leaving Houston. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade's on a one-year deal. And so is Paul George, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so it makes sense then. And and they have the draft capital to be able to do it. Uh, yeah. Have the the payroll to be able to do it. Plus, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the way that they're playing this year, um, they're going to end up with another the top draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it makes more sense to go to LA, I guess, with that without without that, without that being said, you know, people. Have... He does have the ability to stay in Cleveland. Um, yeah. And thing to look for um, as the trade deadline uh, uh, comes near mm-hmm. in uh, February. Yeah, Demarcus Cousins to Cleveland. Really? Yep. Um, the the uh, Cavs have that uh, nice little uh, first round draft pick that's unprotected from Brooklyn. Yep. So uh, that's a very valuable trading piece. Mm-hmm. And. Get rid of Tristan Tom- Tristan Thompson's contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, along with that, mm-hmm. uh, allows them to bring Boogie in and uh, also sign him to a long term deal. Absolutely. Which that's really all LeBron's wanted is he wants a owner that's going to go out and sign good free agents to go to play alongside. That's why LeBron left in the first place is because yep. the the best that the team would ever bring him was a washed up Antoine Jameson and a washed up uh, Shaquille O'Neal. And Eric Snow. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, final thoughts on last week's game. All, all thoughts on coming up this week. Make sure we're all good to go for next week. That I'm just excited to see this team uh, learn from this defeat against Villanova, mm-hmm. and they're going to take it from there. There, there's a lot to learn from with this. It's actually a good loss too, though. I'm not suddenly can't be one else will lose, but it's always a good thing to lose to a top four team in the country. So it's you, better if we get those wins, though. It is. I'm saying that, but if you lose, though, you 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 learn from it and you are better for it, though. Go down down the road, you know. Right. Facing the high level team. Right, but it it just it speaks to the uh, the the old. Uh, the old uh, knock against Gonzaga is that they can't hang with the top talent. Right. So I'd rather take wins against top tier teams like that. Yep. And the loss, but there is something to be learned from in this game. Absolutely. Well, this is a good, good hour of podcasting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now. Yeah. So we'll talk to you next Tuesday night um, for to recap the, Run up, run over the game, you dub, and North Dakota. That works. All right, go Zags. Go Zags. Right, see ya. See ya.